Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome to episode 14 of the Gather Moms podcast. We are in our season two of Mama. We love mamas. We do. We also love what mamas become. Do you know what they become? What do they become? They become grandmamas. They do, yes. So we actually talked about grandmas in our Zoom Bible study this past week. And so that's what we're going to talk about on our podcast today. I love it. Shout out to our grandmas in the Bible. Yes. Which if you are a mom, you typically become a grandmom. So Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes. Oftentimes. Yes. And this particular grandmom is in the Bible, and we actually don't talk about her as much as we talk about her daughter-in-law. Right. It's Naomi and her daughter-in-law, Ruth, which I do know Ruth's and I do know Naomi's. These are both names that I feel like people do name their children these days. Yeah. You know, I almost named Caroline Ruth. (gasps) Did you really? I think it's the cutest name. I do too. I just really loved Caroline. So, you know, I have two biblical kid names, and then we just kind of went off the path (laughs) because I just really liked Caroline, and I wanted that name. Yes. But it was it was Ruth or Caroline. We went back and forth. I always told Greg if we had another girl, fourth kid, no, that's not happening. The shop is closed. <laughs> uh, we would Her name would have Ruth in it somewhere. Yeah. I yeah. love Ruth. I do too. But I don't know any Naomi's. <gasps> I do. Oh, of course. We have a little friend Naomi. that has yes. a little girl named Naomi, yes. and she's precious. She's precious. Yeah. Yes. So um, what we've been trying to do in this season is take our biblical moms and bring them into the modern day. Yeah. And we have some questions that we answer about them just to kind of help us see them as like grandma down the street. Yes. And so um, I'm going to go through those right now. And I'm pretty excited about our first one, which is our TV mom. Okay. So who does she represent? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're calling her our grandma. Okay. So I feel like I needed to find a TV grandma. Yes. And as I began to think about this, I really felt like the most appropriate connection was not in TV, but in movies. Okay. So I went to the cinema. Okay. Okay. So think back to me, with me, to this movie that we love in our house. It is an epic forever and ever. It's called The Princess Bride. Yes. Okay. Now, this is kind of random, but I feel like if the grandpa that read the story to the little boy yes. were to be married, uh-huh. that his wife would be <laughs> Naomi. <laughs> Do you see the connection? This is the most random pull. She's not even no, a character. No, she's not anywhere. even an actual character. <laughs> but listen, this grandpa is so sweet because he comes to sit next to this boy's bed to read him the story while he's sick. Yeah. He's got kind of a dry humor, uh-huh. big old mustache. Uh-huh. I don't know. Like, I just visualize his wife being <laughs> Naomi. You know, they just, they love their grandbabies. They're yeah. going to go read them books. Yeah. I know. It's a well, stretch. It's a real stretch. Uh, yeah. But it's a good one. No, it's great. I don't have anything else to offer up or I would like <laughs> contradict. I'm trying to think of other grandmas. Uh, Look, let's just quote the most famous line from this movie. Do you know the most famous line from Princess Bride? As you wish. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this movie. I feel like maybe we should watch it this weekend with our kids. It's Can so you? good. Is it clean? 
It is clean. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of dying. I mean, there's death and monsters and swamps. Yeah. And the guy gets tortured and... He does get Andre tortured. the Giant. That's a, it's a great movie. But it's a great movie. It's a classic. We're on a classics Friday night watch with the fam. Yes. So I'd like for it to make an appearance. Yes, I think it should. Yeah, I totally think it should. Sweet mailwitch. Okay, so um, I don't know what this grandpa's name in this actual movie is. Have mercy. No, but don't. Be- we're going to call her Grandma Naomi. Okay. okay. So Grandma Naomi drives a Toyota Camry. Okay, she does not need the minivan or the Suburban. I feel like grandmas are really practical. And they're like, I need something that I can get around town, run my errands, uh-huh. and park easily. Okay. I feel like the Toyota Camry. Fantastic. Yes, it is. All of these. I'm just stretching them all. Okay. Wait. The descriptions for her. I feel like she has dry humor, as noted by the grandpa in Princess Bride. Okay, sure. I also feel like she's winsome. Tell us about Winsome. Okay, so in our Bible story, we talked about how her daughters-in-law loved her. Uh They did not want to leave her. It's because she's Winsome. She has a Winsome personality. When you are around her, whatever she wants you to do, you do. You're like, yes, I love you so much. That sounds amazing. Let's do it. How would you define Winsome? Okay, well, I looked it up on the internet. Okay. (laughs) Synonyms for the word Winsome are actually sweet and pleasant. Okay. Which are the words that describe Naomi. Like, that's what her name means. Sweetness and pleasantness. Okay. But do you know when you talk about people that have woo? Yeah. Like, people that, like, when you're around them, it's just like, man, like, if they asked me to join the army, I would totally do it. Exactly. Those people are winsome. Okay. Okay. So, you see Naomi as winsome. She's driving a Camry. Driving a Camry. She's married to the grandpa from Princess Bride. And she is the coupon queen she's the coupon queen i think she's a coupon queen look okay when they in the bible story went back to bethlehem judah and nothing yeah if she was living in our little sweet rockwell texas yes she would be doing the coupon train what this is actually this one i am totally on board with thank you because they do go back and she has to make the money you know, or lack thereof, right. work, and so figure she's it out. a budgeter, penny pincher, and so she's, but she got creative. She did. And that would be couponing in 2020. I'm telling you. Well, I Rebecca. Just, she's the deals. Okay. So, so far you're like one for four. <laughs> <laughs> if Grandma Naomi had a mobile phone, which she would in our modern day, uh-huh. I feel like she would have an app for everything. Joann's, Kohl's, okay. Belk, with the coupons. Kroger. Target. I love it. Because that's where you get the coupons now is on the app. Yes. Nobody be cutting coupons out no, of the newspaper. They don't. No, no. We, we are gonna do download that. the digital version. Yeah. And this is Grandma Naomi. Okay, I love it. Right? Yes. I think this is so her. Okay, pick up or cook. Yeah. So she's gonna pick up, and here's why. Because she's a widow, so she's by herself. Okay. And she can eat real cheap. Yeah. With her coupons. Yeah. So why go to the effort of cooking? I'm right, just going to go get me a taco. Yeah. Yes. Or get several tacos and have a couple days of food. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> laughing right now because that's exactly what they do. They love leftovers. Oh, Grandma sure. love leftovers. Yes. My mom will eat. She doesn't eat a whole lot anyway. Just like, I guess, as they get older, I guess they eat less. Listen, can that come into the 40s right now? Because I, I don't feel know. like I'm still shoveling it down. But my parents, I sit down to have a meal with them, and like, I'm, Jeremy and I are done, and they're like, I don't know, 5% into the yes, meal? Yes, 5%, yes. <laughs> like, yes. What is even 
happening. Yes. And they're like, I'm so full. And I'm like, Dad, come What? My mom will take food home from the restaurant, obviously, because she has so much left That's over. Right. That's right. And she'll eat that for like three days. Three days. <laughs> okay, so yesterday, one of the days this week, I got Jake a hamburger. Before the homecoming parade, I got my son, my freshman, a hamburger before the homecoming parade. And when I took it to him, he didn't have time to eat it. Uh-huh. Because the band director is hardcore, uh-huh. and band in America is just as important as being president of the United States. Of course it Therefore, is. get your instrument and get in your spot. Yes. So I brought the hamburger home, and listen, I'm just going to throw it away. I'm yeah. like, it's a $3 hamburger. Sure. It's fine. No, no. Grandma. She said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the lettuce and tomato, and we're going to put it in a baggie. Excuse and me? And then we're going to put the other parts of the hamburger in a baggie. <gasps> we're going to put it in the fridge, because somebody's going to eat this later. That is incredible. Did Girl, somebody eat it later? No joke. Jake did. The next day, he ate the hamburger from the fridge. Okay, but did the lettuce and tomato ever make it he back? He used the lettuce Shut and up. tomato. Are you I, serious? I just can't even believe my life. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is Naomi. No, Grandma Naomi would totally do that. I'm really shocked by that. He's a, He likes vegetables. He's my vegetable kid. Okay, well, way to go, Jake. Gosh. I think he put avocado on it, too. Okay. Right. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's a I stellar know. kid. He's a winner. Yeah. He loves Grandma Naomi. He thinks she's fabulous. Okay, um, Beecher Mountains. Again, let's stretch it here. Can't wait. I cannot wait. I feel like Grandma's really appreciate fall foliage. Yes. So I feel like she's taken a journey to the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Yes, to the Northeast to watch the colors change. She is driving through to watch the colors change. Yes, she is. Grandma Naomi. She don't need no beach or mountain. She needs some fall foliage. Too good. Or an Alaskan cruise. Maybe like she (gasps) alternates every Listen, the Alaskan cruise is on the bucket list and it's coming in a few years, but she's saving up for it. Yeah, okay. Okay. She's going to get there. Saving up. Okay, mom baggage. So what she's bringing into her um, mother, grandmotherhood is from her story, we know it's bitterness. She's had a hard life. Right. A lot of people that she loves has been taken from her. Yeah. She has succumbed to its pressure. She felt the weight of it and was angry with God. And so she has really lived through the valley. Yeah. And she's bringing that. So I love that we're bringing grandmas into modern context because I was thinking about, you know, grandmas aren't like what we used to think of as a grandma. So true. Yes. You know, like growing up, and I even think of like caricatures of grandmas. Yes. Like they still have the like curler set hair. Yes. You know, that yes. was washed once a week or it, like seriously. No, you know my the, grandma went to the beauty salon once a week and got her hair done. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, my mother-in-law does hair. And so that's like a, it's a dying art, you know, like she, she doesn't like to do it. She doesn't do it anymore. And, um, but she used to have ladies that were her regulars that came that's in, right. you know, Yes. and then, uh, like every two weeks and they'd get their hair set and then it would just, they didn't wash it. In no between. ma'am. No ma'am. They got a pick. You know what a pick is? Yes. They would just pick that thing out, make it a little poofy. Exactly. Mm. Yes. But we don't do that. Hairstyle. Okay, so here was something that was funny is, so my little Caroline, her precious teacher at school, looks a little bit more like a traditional grandma. So she came home one day, and she said, she said something about she loves her. She said, I'm laughing. I'm just, I'm trying to hold it in a little bit. She came home from school, like it was like the first day of school or something, and she said, yeah, she looks like a grandma. <laughs> And I said, she's very sweet and pretty. And she said, uh-huh. But then it got her realizing that her grandma doesn't look like a grandma. Like, my mom yes. doesn't look like a traditional grandma. Right, right. You know? And her other, like, all of her grandmothers don't look like what traditional grandmas. But her preschool teacher more fits that mold, which got me so tickled. Because... Should we go into details about what 
And this preschool teacher looks like a grandma. Okay, number one, she is the most amazing thing in America. So I'm not throwing any kind of shade her way. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's, you know, like white or gray hair. Of course, yes. Right? Yes. And kind of a like a little set hair a little set style. Hair, yes. And, um, yeah, real short hair, right? Like character t-shirts, you know, like for each season they have like stockings or leaves. I think this particular adorable Easter teacher eggs. might wear those. Yes, yes. Yes, for sure. But she is, I mean, absolutely amazing. Yes. But she represents more of like the traditional looking grandma. L- yes. But like you even think about like on our emojis on our phone. Yes. It's got the little grandma with the bun. Yes. The gray bun. But that's not what grandmas no. are like anymore. No, because we're going to be a grandma one day and I'm going to be hip and trendy. Yes. Yes. And we know like the grandmas in our lives that we like rub elbows with are like super cool oh my gosh they have fashion goals that i would like to achieve exactly yes yes yeah no they're doubt. not wearing like no. these moos or no you know the things Do they we even always... own a robe i think i i think i'm i'm getting there early with my robe i'm just heading into grandma world with like all the things ready well i'm gonna give a shout out to marcia who listens our good friend Marcia yes Mason. that's exactly what i was thinking about fashion goals she is goals goals she's all goals yes. grandma goals all the goals yes, all the goals and um I bet she has a robe, but it's probably, probably stylish, does. Rebecca. It's totally stylish. No, and I know she's this. she's not wearing it out of her house. I, I have just to up my game. Say. <laughs> Listen, we had a gather mama come to my door this morning to get her gather hat to yeah. pick it up, uh-huh. and I answered the door in my robe. <laughs> and to make it worse, I had a spoon with cookie dough on it. <laughs> that was my breakfast. Why? Shut up. That was your breakfast? That was my breakfast. <laughs> And I was like, look, I need to apologize. You are seeing me in all my glory right now. The robe and the cookie dough. And you came to the door with the cookie dough on the spoon in yes, your hand. just holding it right How there. How did she respond to this? She loved it <laughs> because she felt a connection to me because she was like, yes, these are my people. Yes. I love it so much. Thank you for being authentic. And no shame. Okay, here's the other thing I think about modern grandmas. Is growing up, like, and, like, back in the day, like, in – the 1800s, nobody was calling grandma Gigi. No. Or sugar. No, you're right. Or. Fancy you know, Nancy. Yeah, right. Yes. It was grandma. Grandma. Gra- maybe if you were getting crazy and you were like out in the country, granny. Oh, granny. Yeah, I think it was granny. Grandmother. Yes, yes grandmother. But there wasn't all of this Mimi, fresh. No. no. We've gotten such cooler grandma names for sure. Jenny was saying last night that. She, they want to be Lolly and Pop. <gasps> Lolly Pop, that, that is adorbs. I love that. <laughs> that was so cute. We need to have a contest for who can come up with the best grandma name for their future grandma self. But it's like a whole thing now. It is, you know. Yes. Like, what is your grandma name gonna be? I don't know. I love it. I just think it's so fun. It's not, it's not scary to me. Like, I'm kind of excited to be a grandma one oh, day. so excited. Because now that I have, you know, like my little precious nephew, I get to be more of a grandma role in his life. Yes. Where I get to go in, love on him, give him everything he wants, and then I get to leave. Then I get to go by. Yeah. And mom and dad have to pick up all the pieces. Exactly. Yes. And I'm like, man, I think I'm going to really rock this We're going to rock it. Thing. Yes. We're going to rock it. Yes. Yes. Grandma Naomi was totally rocking it. Yes. Inner Camry. Inner Camry. With her coupons. Coupons. Yeah. She living her best life. And her woo. Everybody yes. following her. Winsome. She Got was it. winsome. I love it. Okay. And the most important thing to Grandma Naomi is restoration. That everything can be made new again. She has learned this in her life. And this is the thing that she's going to help her grandbabies see as well. Love. 
Love okay, that. so let's do one thing real quick before we jump in to talking about what we're learning from Naomi's life. Let me give you guys a quick summary yes. in case you were not part of our Zoom study. So Naomi is in the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. It is in the time of the judges. There were no kings. There were judges that were helping the people because they were rebelling against the Lord. Yep. And in this particular place where Naomi lived, she was married and there was a famine. And so her husband took her and her two boys off to a foreign land to find food. And while they were there, her husband died. She was left with her two boys. They married Moabite women for their wives, which the Lord had said, do not intermarry. Right. And then for 10 years, they remained childless, so they didn't produce any grandbabies. And then the boys died. So Naomi is left with her two granddaughters, grand or daughters-in-law, daughters-in-law. So that at this point, she decides I'm going back. I'm going home. And she says to the daughters-in-law, y'all go back to your families. I'm not going to have any way for you to get married where we're going. You need to go and find another husband and start your life because with me, there is no hope. Right. And the thing I love about the scripture in this book of Ruth is that these two daughter-in-laws cling to her and cry and say, no, we want to stay with you. Yeah. Which to me says that there was something about Naomi that they just did not want to let go of. Yes. Her love, her kindness, her God, her faith. There was something that they were drawn to. Sure. So finally, Orpah, one of the daughters-in-law says she will go back to her family. But Ruth has this beautiful profession of faith where she says, no, I'm going wherever you go. I'm going to stay with you until we die. I'm going to take your God as my God. I'm in for the long haul. Mm -hmm. So these women go back to their home, Bethlehem, Judah. And when they get there, they're poor. They have no money, no food. And so Ruth goes out to the field to glean from the um, harvesters. Uh And as she's gleaning, she happens upon the field of Boaz. And when she goes home to Naomi to tell her, Naomi says, oh, my goodness, that is actually part of our family. And he could be a kinsman redeemer for you. And so she gives uh, Ruth instructions to go back to Boaz and basically present present herself to him and say, will you take me under your wing? Will you marry me and make, make me your wife? And Boaz accepts and says, let me go take care of this at the city gates. I have to make sure there's no other relative closer in the line to take you and your mother-in-law. And he finds out that he is going to be the one. He marries Ruth. Mm -hmm. We have a very interesting scripture about what happens on their wedding night. Uh We'll not repeat it here. And they produce a son. Yes. And so the final verses in this book of Ruth talk about how the women of the community come around Naomi and celebrate her. Because what had been taken from her had made her bitter, but God had restored with this beautiful grandson, and now she had a new life that she could have never imagined, and his name would be famous. And we know that it is because in the book of Matthew, it is listed in the lineage of Jesus Christ. There you go, Rebecca, 10 out of 10 for summarizing that story. Maybe this is my new role in life. I shall summarize all scriptures you in did the Bible. So good. I had to practice so much self control to not, like, oh, did you know? Oh, interjection. Oh. <laughs> But I did. I just kept my mouth shut. And listen, again, we always hear Bible studies on Ruth, but we very rarely hear Bible studies on Naomi. So our focus was on Naomi. Oh, I love it. Okay. Hey, this is a little tidbit. Did you know that Oprah, as in Oprah Winfrey... Don't you think this is like so like... It is true. true. I have looked it up because I've taught this before. Okay. okay. And you can roll your eyes, but there may be people that are listening that have not heard this little (laughs) factoid that Oprah was supposed to be named after Orpah... Mm-hmm. But that on her birth certificate, the two letters were transposed, and now we have the famous Oprah. So, I just, I'm like, what? It's real. 
Like what mom chooses Orpa? What mom chooses Orpa? Orpa went back. She didn't stay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know any other Orpas in my life. No, it sounds a lot like Orpa. Sounds like, what's that in there? An animal? Like a orca. <laughs> Sorry. Took me a minute. Wow. Isn't that and like okra? a seal? Yeah, like a dolphin. And oh Oprah gosh. feels easier to say. Orpa is a hard word to say. I mean, it's got a beautiful like ring to it. Orpa. Mm, Orpa. 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 It's very Greek. <laughs> it is feels very Greek. Okay, fascinating times for the Bible. I tell you what, people. The Bible is a movie. When we get to heaven and we watch all these stories play out on the big screen, we're going to be like, no way. Well, and I think that's part of what is so fun about what we're doing with these women is it makes the movie so much more colorful and vivid. Yes. Because we're getting to like see them in a new light. I agree. And understand the details of their life. And it just adds so much fullness to the scriptures. I agree. I agree. It gives, it gives us a chance to say what in their life it's happening in my life. Yeah. Because the thing about scripture is that it's never out of place. It's never beyond its time. Scripture is still just as relevant today as it was back Which then. Which is incredible. And so we can always learn something from them. Yes. Okay, so let's pull out a couple things from Naomi. The two things that I saw in Naomi's life through the scriptures that I want to talk about today. One, that she made Jesus attractive mm. to her daughters-in-law. And two, the idea of restoration. Okay, so I believe that Naomi was, was winsome. There was something in her life that her daughters-in-law were drawn to, that they wanted to be around her. I mean, think about it. What daughter doesn't want to go back to her mama? But they right. wanted to stay with Naomi. There was something about her that drew them to her. Yeah. And that they wanted not only her, but her God. Mm -hmm. She had made Jesus attractive to them. And I think as moms and grandmas, we have that opportunity to make Jesus attractive to our children. Yes. But I do think this idea of being attractive has a negative connotation because it almost seems superficial. Like, why do I want to make Jesus attractive to my kids or grandkids? Isn't that frivolous or superficial? So what do you think? Do you think that we are watering down Jesus if we make him attractive? Oh, no, certainly not. I think uh, for me, making Jesus attractive is when my kids look at my life and see that I have joy and hope and I love this, my God, so much that they want that in their own lives. To me, that's what it means to make him attractive to others. Yes, you know? yes. Um, that they would say that my children would look at my life and say, what makes you, what makes you different? Mm -hmm. Why Why do you, in hard times, why are you able to still sing and give thanks? You know, why are you so generous with your money? Why do you spend so much time with us? Why are you so selfless with your time? That they would look around and say, oh, this is different. I want that. Yes. One of the things that I read about Naomi's name, that it meant sweet or pleasant, yeah. is that that could give almost like a secular connotation, like, oh, she was so sweet, okay. or oh, she was so pleasant. But that the actual meaning behind that is spiritual, that she was spiritually sweet, wow. that she was spiritually pleasant. Yes. That's the same idea of attractive. We're not talking about an outward attractiveness. We're talking about a deep down... Uh, attractiveness of the soul. Yes. That there is something in you that draws people to you. Well, and when we look at scripture, you know, it talks about that, you know, your words are sweeter than honey. Yes. That there is a sweetness about our God. Yes. And I would love to put that taste on my children's mouth. You Ooh, know? I like that. I like the way you think about that. Yes. That's a great way to think about it. Yeah. So when I went to the scriptures, I found this passage in second Corinthians chapter five, and I want to read it for us. It's verses 16 through 21. It says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. 
At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, but how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Mm -hmm. The old is gone. The new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Mm -hmm. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Mm -hmm. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Mm, beautiful. That word ambassador, yeah. to me, that's winsome. Okay, yes. That is someone who has something inside of them that you are so drawn to yes. that you just want to have what they have. Yes. And that's what scripture tells us, that we are ambassadors for Christ, that yeah. we are representing him. Representatives, yes. And that we don't regard people from a human point of view. It's mm -hmm. not about what we do on the outside, mm -hmm. but it's the same way Christ saw us. He saw to our core, and he saw our sinful nature, and he paid for that penalty, and then he created a new in us, a new life, a new person. Well, I love the idea of ambassador as a representative of something bigger than yourself. Yes. I think so often as moms or grandmoms, you want there to be a sweetness about you so that the, your kids or grandkids are attracted to you, that they want to be with you, that they love you. And the bigger goal for us as moms and as grandmothers is that they would be attracted to our God, Yes, that they would see a sweetness in our God, that the glory would not land on us, but that yes. it would roll up to our God. Right. Well, and I think as moms and grandmoms, we have that opportunity all the time. When God shows up in our life and does something that you can't take credit for on earth, it is easy for us to go, oh, well, isn't that just a funny coincidence? Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, you got so lucky today. Yeah. But for us to be that ambassador and go, no, 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 no. This was something that the Lord planned long ago. Let's right. see how God showed up in this situation. Yes. Just like you said, not taking the glory for ourselves, but giving that glory back to God. That's right. And when we have conversations with, with them, with our children, with our grandchildren, and they say, oh, I love you so much, or we say, I love you so much. I'm so glad God allowed me to be your grandmother. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, I'm so glad God allowed me to be your mom. And that when you're praised for doing good things, that we roll that glory back up to the Lord, that they always remember, this isn't me. This yes. is this comes from the God I love so much who has given me the power to do this. I think some moms and grandmas might think, okay, but that's just not who I am. God did not make me winsome or mm. wooing. Like, that's just not my gift. Sure. And what I would say to you is that it's not about you. Yeah. This idea of being winsome is not from me trying to put it on myself. Just what the scripture said, it came from the difference that Christ made in us. Yes. So if you want that to be something that you give back to your kids and grandkids, then ask the Lord for it. Well, and an ambassador, I think... We are all, we are clearly called from the scripture you just read to all be ambassadors, right? Yes. That's not, it's not your particular spiritual gifting. It's not for some people and, and not for others. No, we are all ambassadors, which I think in our language today, we would say is a leader or an influencer. Yes. And no matter what, you know, and you may even try and say, I'm not a leader. That's not, you know, the qualities, the characteristics I have. Well, if you have influence, you are a leader. That's so right? true. Yes. And no matter who you are, that is true of you in some way. Yes. You have influence, whether it is in your workplace, whether it's in your church, whether it's in your home for sure, yes. in your extended family, you are an influencer and you can influence for the kingdom of God. 
Oh, that's so good. I love that word because I think that's a word everybody can relate with. Yes. Do I have influence? Yes, you have influence. Of course you do. Do you have coworkers? Do you have kids? Do you have neighbors? Do you have friends? You have influence. That's right. That's such a good way to see it. I love that. I definitely think this was Naomi. Um, This is why she's coming to my dinner party in heaven. Because I want to ask her, you know, what were the things you did on a daily basis? Like, who were you as a person that somebody was so drawn to you that they wanted what you had? Right. I love that about her. Okay, the second thing we see in Naomi's life is that um, she needed restoration. Mm -hmm. So she was um, living a life she did not choose. Right. She lost her husband. Right. She lost her two boys. She was in a foreign country. She was poor. So much pain. Can you even imagine? It's just a lot. I can imagine. I feel like it has to be one of those mindsets of what else could go wrong? I mean, everything has been taken away from me. Yes. And the sense of isolation. Right. Like you are alone in this world. Yes. And for her, alone in a foreign country. Yes. And traveling back alone on foot or donkey. We were just joking about donkeys earlier. Yeah. Like how did she get back? How did she get back? And in that time without any men, you know, no sons, no husband. And that was the way that women were taken care of, supported, provided for, secured, you know, protected. I just, it's hard to even imagine what that was like. The scripture says when she came back into her hometown that people recognized her. They were like, oh, is this Naomi? Yes. And she said to them, do not call me Naomi. My name is now Mara, which means bitter, because she had had it. She was done. She was frustrated and angry that her life had turned out this way, and she was without hope. Because, again, like you said, she was a single widow woman in a town with no way to provide for herself or for her daughter-in-law, Ruth. And I hate that she—I think I've always read that scripture and— hate that she experienced that bitterness. And I, I even hated that she changed her name to bitter because I was always like, dang, Gina. But really thinking about it, <laughs> I feel like that's actually a, uh, actually a probably mentally healthy thing to do is to call out, this is where I am. Yes. Right? Yes. Not try and sugarcoat it, mm-hmm. not try and pretend everything's okay, not just keep going on. She just says, here is who I am right now. This is how I'm feeling about who I am. Exactly. You know? Yes. Um, because that is hugely important for us to be able to make any progress that we just are honest about where we are. And God's not scared off by that. No, God can take it. Yes. Yes, He already knows we feel that way. So let's just say it out loud. Put it out there. And she did that. She said, I'm bitter. Yeah. But the scripture says at the end of the book of Ruth, when, um, when Ruth and Boaz had this baby Obed, it was like what had been taken from her had been restored. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about it is that she could not have made this situation happen. There was no way in her control that she could have orchestrated Ruth ending up in Boaz's field. For sure. Or Boaz, while um, Naomi and her family were in Moab trying to escape the famine, for some reason, God blessed Boaz. That's right. He became wealthy and influential. Mm -hmm. So he came and saw Ruth and actually bestowed kindness on her. Mm -hmm. Then for Ruth to go home and say, look, I met this guy today, and, and Naomi to go, oh my gosh, he is one of our family. He's of our lineage. That's right. I mean, God orchestrated the most beautiful plan for her, and it was out of her control, yeah. and God restored her. Yeah. So I wanted to read a scripture out of 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verses 6 through 11. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 through 11, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time he may exalt you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful, for your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour, but resist him. 
firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Yes. God restored her. Yes. In his time. Yes. In his power. Mm -hmm. In his way. Yeah. So this word restore, I looked it up, and there's three definitions to it that I want to talk about that I think are so good. One of them is to mend what has been broken. So to restore means to mend what has been broken. Naomi's heart was broken. Yes. She had lost the ability to see the good. Yes. Because everything good had been taken from her. And when God restored her with this son, this grandson, it was like the veil had been taken off of her eyes and she was able to see this new life of goodness. Mm -hmm. God had had repaired what had been broken. Mm -hmm. The other definition is to adjust to working order. And I thought about this in the sense that sometimes when we get so bitter and angry that we are no longer functioning properly, right? We're in a negative mindset, right? We're making poor choices. Mm -hmm. We may even remove ourselves from the influence of godly people and God himself. Yeah. Because we just withdraw. Yeah. And when God restores us, it's like he's putting us back together again in a way that we work properly. Mm. And I think that's beautiful. And, And not only something that he did in Naomi's life, but something that I think he does in our lives as moms. Yes. Because one of the things that I think mamas struggle with is depression and anxiety. Of course. And when you get in that cycle, what you've done is you've retreated into yourself. You've pulled back from the places where you can find that light and hope. Yeah. And so God's like, no, no, I have to put you back together again. Yeah. So you can think correctly. Yeah. The last one says to perfect or make one what you ought to be. And we know that as believers, that when God created us in his mother's, in our mother's womb, he had a purpose and a plan for us mm-hmm. and that our lives are really a journey to figuring out what that purpose is. Yeah. And that once we figured it out, that then we just go after it with everything we have and the world is going to try to distract us with all kinds of um, fun, nice things, mm-hmm. clothes, money, cars, fame, fortune, successful kids, full closets, pools in our backyard. And for Naomi, it was all stripped away. Yeah, She had nothing on which to hang her hat. Yes. And God said, look, this was not what I planned for you. This yeah. is not how it ought to be. Yeah. So when I restore you, I'm going to bring you back to the person that I intended all along for you to be. Well, and, you know, I want to note that restoration gosh, sometimes it doesn't happen this side of heaven and certainly will not be fully fulfilled this side of heaven, you know? And I think there's an element in restoration of understanding that we will long for things to be right and complete in a way that we will never be satisfied on this earth with, right? Yes. And that when he promises restoration, there are blessings in ways that we get to see that this side of heaven. You know, like in Naomi's story, there, there are ways she got to see that restoration. Yes. Um, but I'm sure, gosh, her heart was still broken for yes. the husband she lost and those sons that she loved so much. You yes. Know? So her full restoration did not come until she entered the gates of glory. That's right. Right? Um, but she was able to see God do good things this side. And I do think sometimes when we hear the word restore, we expect it to go back to the way it was. Right. And it doesn't. No. Because I do think, just like you said, she wanted her husband back and her boys. Of course. And this grandson was a beautiful gift. But if you asked her, would you have wanted God to take these men from your life? She would have said no. No. But there is that beautiful choice of saying, okay, I'm walking into the future. I see that God is at work and I'm going to... 
I'm going to mourn the past, but I'm going to walk in the future and, and seek restoration. So uh, just real quick, a question for us. How do we restore our children? How do we take this idea of restoration, of mending what's been broken, adjusting to working order, making one what he ought to be? How do we do this for our kids? Mm. Well, I think for us, we we model it when we screw up that we go back and we yes. restore the relationship, yes. right? Yes, for sure. So when I mess up and I lose my cool or... Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of a specific example. There are just too many. <laughs> uh, not on Sunday mornings, because if you listen to the Bible study, Kate does not yell at her kids okay. on the way to church. Okay. Well, it's because I did that for a while, and I decided the Lord convicted me. He we're, got you, girl. Not, he about to get me, too. I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we are not going to yell on the way to church. Uh, but that when I do screw up, that, oh, gosh, and it's so hard, especially when they have screwed up, too. Yes. And their screw up may have been worse. <laughs> of course, right? It's always worse than mine. And I'm like, you know, you should apologize to your mom or whatever. But then I have to go and be like, hey, you know what? I messed up too. And it can be hard for me to put my pride aside and just be honest with them of, hey, I messed up. But I I love you so much and I would love to restore our relationship. I think about um, so many grandmas I know that are praying for their grandkids or their kids who have gone off from the Lord. And I think about the beauty of their prayer, that they have lived long enough that they know the consequences, but they also know that God can make things beautiful. Yes. And so their prayers are full of pleading, but hope yes. because they know what God can do. And I think one of the ways that we help restore our kids is we pray for them. Yes. And we ask the Lord to come in and do the thing that we cannot do and teach them the lesson that we wish they didn't have to learn this way, but we know God has a purpose for it. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing I think about grandmas is that they have seen more life than us Mm -hmm. and their wisdom and their perspective is so valuable that we should literally hang on every word. Incredibly valuable. Yes. Incredibly valuable. Yeah. And that restoration is available. You know, that when people wrong us, we don't cut them off. Right. You know, um, that people are going to make mistakes and you know, that my children can see me live that out Yes, when they know I've been hurt, that that I, I may mourn, but then that I restore relationships with people yes. and I actively do that, you know, Yes. and they may not fully understand it at this age, but looking back, they may, they may ask more questions about why didn't we talk to that family member for a while, you right. know, but now we see them all the time. Yes. Well, that was God. Let Ugh. me tell you this story, you know, our whole life is like a living example. Oh yes. my gosh, that's the Bible. Oh, okay, that's the yeah, Bible. That's the Bible. <laughs> hmm. Mamas, thank you so much for joining us for this bonus episode of, um, not a bonus. This was not the bonus, but you can listen to the bonus. <laughs> Let me circle back for you. Let's circle back. You can listen to the bonus episode where we really uh, study deeply Naomi's character. And that's just, you'll see it on here, bonus Zoom study, um, Naomi. And uh, that'll be coming out. If you listen, all of our new episodes drop on Mondays and the bonuses are dropping on Wednesdays. So uh, they'll, they'll both be there. And then, of course, we have one more week of our Zoom study. So we'd love for you to join us on Thursday nights during the month of October for our Zoom Mama Bible study at 8.30 p.m. That's right. You can find all the details for that on our Facebook page, Gather Moms, or our Insta, at Gather Moms. And we have the cutest merch available right now. We have the um, I'm Sporting, the Mama sweatshirt, Woo-hoo! and the Mama hats. You can go to gathermoms.com slash shop. And make sure that you connect with us on Instagram. Rebecca and I love to chat with you and um, 
we, we read every one of your messages and we love getting to know you better. And listen, I'm going to need you to tell me what your grandma name is going to be one day. Yes. You've got a good one. We need you to share. I feel the pressure. I want to start brainstorming. I know. I need a good one. So y'all share with us. What's your grandma name going to be one day? Oh, yeah. Jenny, Jenny's already winning with I Lolly know, and Jenny's Pop. Jenny's ready. Get it. Okay. So find us on Insta and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.